I'm former Congressman Gary Franks. And I'm his son, Gary. I'm millennial. We're discussing everything from politics to sports and pop culture. From very different perspectives. We speak frankly. Welcome back. Gary, you want to talk about some rumor that you've been hearing about? Or? Yeah, so I feel like the media is trying to promote this because, as we know, they love LeBron James and mm-hmm. love huge caps. Mm-hmm. They are trying to convince us that LeBron James is trying to recruit Steph Curry to join the Lakers. Now, <laughs> now I don't want to believe that because – you know, first off, it just doesn't even make sense. What they're trying to tell us is that well, Golden State's struggling right now. You know, when Clay Thompson comes back, right now they're the 10th seed. I know you're going to bring that up, you know, at a later time and explain it more in detail. Mm-hmm. But it's not like the Golden State Warriors have all this talent. But still, they're, they're trying to ex- tell us that Steph's going to join the Lakers because LeBron had him on his all-star team. And, you know, he fit, you know, so, you know, so easily in the mm-hmm. quote, unquote, LeBron system. Mm-hmm. But, you know, they just have to stop on some of these things. So sometimes yeah, it, just, it doesn't make sense. You're, you're absolutely right. Now, hopefully that's a, that's a rumor that will die soon. It's so – I don't know why LeBron James is doing this. Doesn't he realize that if he creates like a half dozen super teams and the other 28 teams are terrible, that guess what you're doing, LeBron? You're destroying the NBA. And there was a story out – I think I heard it this week where Reggie Miller said he would have never thought about joining the, the Chicago Bulls with Michael. Wouldn't even have thought about it back in the day. Because that's the way real sports are done, LeBron. You just don't put all the good players on one team and then you play against other team. You love pickup basketball. That's what you love. You turn the All-Star game into pickup basketball. You want to turn the NBA into pickup basketball. Yeah, pickup basketball, you can take the five tallest guys and all of a sudden you play against anybody else and you win and you stay on the court game after game after game. But that's not what we're looking for. You're playing for the fans. You're playing for our entertainment. If you're in D.C., you want the Wizards to have a decent team. You don't want to go to the gym to see them get their butts beat every game. So you're going to destroy that franchise if you if you do that. If you want the team in, in Minnesota to, to lose every game, guess what? People aren't going to go. So what's going to happen? You're going to destroy your franchise. And so not having competitive teams will eventually, won't hurt you, LeBron, because you'll be gone, but will destroy the NBA. It is so selfish. It is so ignorant. I'm going to use that word because it will destroy basketball, a game in which I love. And so many other people do as well. But in any sport, you cannot have all the good players on a half dozen or so teams. You can't do that. So, LeBron, if you see an example of that in football, let me know, okay? Because there isn't any. If you see an example of that in baseball, let me know. Because there isn't any. We have no idea who is going to be in the World Series this year. Maybe you have one good team that won it last year, been in the playoffs. Yeah, you may have one team that's a, that it's a favorite because they won before. That's normal. You guys could be deemed as one of the favorites in Lakers. But you can't have all the other teams in the toilet. You can't try to get all the, other, all the good players to join one team. Commissioner, I hope you're listening, because it will destroy basketball. Your all-star game is a joke. 
you could tell by the attendance that you get on TV, it doesn't even match the days which Michael was playing. I think, Gary, you, you pulled out one statistic that talked about about 34 million people viewing the playoff games or whatever, and it's down to like six or seven million. It, there's a reason for all that. The All-Star games are a total joke. You may as well call it the Harlem Globetrotters because that's what it looks like. It looks like the Harlem Globetrotters are playing the Harlem Globetrotters. And we don't want to see that. If we want to see the Harlem Globetrotters, we would go pay $9.99 to go to some small arena and see the Harlem Globetrotters. We want to see basketball. And one of the best elements of basketball is defense, okay? And one of the best elements of basketball would be the competition. We just finished the NCAA tournament. We had no idea who was going to be in the final 16, the Sweet 16. And for all those folks who had money on Gonzaga, well, you know, you listen to the hype, but they weren't even close to being even competitive against Baylor, okay? But every year, you know, we're going to see new teams that are going, going to emerge in, in the college ranks, and that's what makes college basketball so exciting. And they play defense too, which also makes it exciting. And the NBA, some games, you know, you guys do play defense. I'm talking about the All-Star game in particular. But the bottom line of I should call them Harlem Globetrotter games. Now, the bottom line of it is, though, folks, you can't suck up all the talent and put it on one or two or three or four or five teams. You just can't do that. It's not good for the sport. And to have Steph Curry uh, you know, join the Lakers, to me, would be one of the worst mistakes for the NBA. It would be a terrible mistake for Steph Curry. And it would have a devastating effect on the NBA. So you said a lot there, so I'll try to unpack everything. First, this is just a rumor, so I'm not, you know, we're not attacking LeBron James. We're not, you know, we don't know if this is true or not, right? But first off, I completely agree with you. It would be terrible for Steph Curry because, you know, I know one person on TV said Steph Curry's legacy is about winning. No, it's not. Steph Curry's legacy is about the fact that he changed the game with the three-point shot and how far he was able to shoot the three-point shot. The second thing is the fact that I know why LeBron's doing it, because he sees the Brooklyn Nets. And when he sees the Brooklyn Nets, he sees, okay, Durant is me, in this case, LeBron. Anthony Davis is James Harden. We don't have a guy that, you know, that can match up with Kyrie Irving. Steph Curry would be that guy. The third thing is the reason why the NBA's ratings have been so low since the Michael Jordan era, and I believe the numbers were 38 million, okay. to about 7 million for the ratings in the NBA Finals in the game six of the NBA Finals from the 98 season when the Bulls played the Utah Jazz from last season when the Lakers played the Heat in the NBA Finals. But the reason for that is marketing purposes. The NBA used to promote Michael and the Bulls and Patrick Ewing and the Knicks, and every year you knew. Every player, because no one left their teams. You knew everybody. You knew most of the main guys. You knew them all. You know, only a few role players would leave here or there. Now in the NBA, every four years, you know, these guys leave. I saw a post recently that said, I want the old NBA back. And it showed Durant hugging Westbrook. And they showed James Harden, Chris Paul, and and KD, and Russell's case, that was five years ago. And Chris Paul and James Harden, that was three years ago. But it feels like it was 15, 20 years ago because these guys have changed so many teams. Russell Westbrook's on his third team since then, second team since then. He's played in Houston. Now he plays for the Wizards. You know, Durant's been on two different teams in four or five years. So it's hard to market the teams. But the main thing is I think it would be great for the NBA if Steph went to the Lakers because they can just put all the money behind the Lakers. 
but it will be bad for the NBA from the competition perspective, which is clear the NBA doesn't care about. They only care about promoting a few players because they're trying to tell you now it's all about the players. It's not about the teams. Yeah, I think you're right about that, Gary, and I think that uh, they missed a point. And they're going to pay a price for it. I, I, I hate to make that prediction, but they're going to pay a price for it. And it's it's just not a wise thing to do. They should do some market research and, and, and actually compare different eras and what made those eras of basketball so exciting for folks. And they'll see. I'm going to add one other element to uh, the Steph Curry story, Gary, which I was going to talk about him today a little bit anyhow. It's the fact that Steph is on his first team, and guess what? He's still on his first team. And and that is a great, that is something that, you know, it, it's really great to see. We really love the fact that Bird was with the Celtics and stayed with the Celtics. We really love the fact that Magic was with the Lakers and stayed with the Lakers. And, yes, even Kareem, he spent a few years in Milwaukee. He had a service time there. And then all the years with the Lakers. You know, we, we love that. Willis Reed. With them. I mean, that's, we love that. And I agree. Today, you don't even know what's on certain teams because if you're not on that certain level, you're just a number. You're just a person filling a slot. And it's really unfortunate. And I, and I do hope that they give some thought to what they're doing and do not allow individuals to, to be basketball player, general manager, coach, and owner at the same time because it's not what the sport needs. We don't need someone playing a role of general manager and also playing a role of basketball player and also play. We don't need that. That's why we have different roles and people should respect their roles and do their job and allow for the entertainment to happen as it happens and, and, and allow for the team that was going to win prevail versus trying to almost fix the situation by throwing money or throwing, hey, you want to get a ring? You want to get a ring? No, it's not about, you know, it's not about that. It's for the excitement of the game and winning and for those towns. Now, I'm a Yankee fan. You know, it's for the team, the team, the Yankees. It's, and some people are late, a Dodger fans. You know, it's it's for the team. And that's what they're missing because, because really, and I'm going to blame it on him, because LeBron has changed the culture of the game. And it's, all, it's helped him, but it doesn't really help the NBA long term. And that's Durant started doing the same thing. And other people, it's just not good for the game. And, and it's as simple as that. I was going to talk about Steph anyhow, Gary, because he had a good couple of weeks. He's, he's averaging over 30 points a game now. Quite frankly, may be the scoring champ this year. Uh, he is that close to replacing Beal as the uh, number one scorer in the NBA. We know he's the greatest shooter, maybe in the history of the game. He's shooting 42% from the three-point mark. 42%. Ben Simmons can't hit that from... Well, okay, never mind. I won't pick on Ben. But, and then he's shooting about 49% from the field overall. He's starting to really turn it up a notch or two. He is also the leader in three-pointers per game. He's averaging five three-pointers a game, which, once again, leaps frogs him over Lillard in that category. And so he, he has really stepped it up, and if he should take the scoring title this year, I know the team hasn't done that well right now. They're, they're sitting in the in the 10th spot, barely over, under, a little bit under 500. But, you know, you have to give his to give him some kudos for what he has done. Just like I'm going to give at this point, you mentioned him earlier, Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook could potentially be the leader in assists. He's number two right now, just a fraction below James Harden, just a fraction below him. And he's averaging enough rebounds to be in the top 10 in rebounds. And obviously, not obviously because no other player is doing it, he's averaging a triple-double, 21.7 points a game. And rebounds, he's getting almost 11 a game. 
you know, it's just he's having a great year from a number of perspectives on a team that's struggling. The Wizards are right now in the 12th spot. Could they edge their way up, get above the Raptors? Can they get above the Bulls? You know, we don't know. But um, time will tell, but he's playing extremely well. And then, once again, I know I've talked about him before, and I, I got to mention him again, give him some love in this category, because he, he's not going to be – no, I shouldn't say that, because I, I heard Charles Barkley talking about Chris Paul being a candidate for MVP. I think you just have to really give some strong consideration for that. Not only is Chris number five in assists, getting about 8.7 assists a game, but he's also number 13 in steals to go along with um, playing a very solid floor game and averaging about 16 points a game. So I just want to give some love to three guys who uh, right now are really stepped it up as we're getting closer and closer to the end of the regular season. But that does not mean that I have those individuals in my top three for the MVP and the MVP chase. I'll talk about that a little later on in the program. I think we have to start this conversation with the Denver Nuggets. With Jamal mm-hmm. Murray going down, you know, tearing his ACL, it, it's a really sad thing for the NBA because I think the Denver Nuggets would have had a legit chance to compete for a championship this year to make a lot of noise. And unfortunately yeah. with him going down, it, it changes everything. And it also changes it, it also changes Joker's MVP chances as well. Mm-hmm. Good point, Gary. Good point. It's it's unfortunate. Injuries do happen and he is a key part of that Nuggets team. And I, I was talking about the Nuggets last week about how with the trades that they've made and the acquisitions that they've picked up, you know, they, they were a stronger team than they were two or three or four weeks ago. So, but now, you you know, they have a setback and then there's no question that that is going to hurt. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that. I think that if the Nuggets are able to hold their number four spot, and I think it, it may be a little difficult for them to climb over the Clippers or the Suns or the Jazz during the regular season. But if they should hold that spot and potentially make some noise during the playoffs, I'm not sure when they would cast their votes for MVP. I'm not sure if it's before the playoffs or after the playoffs. You're going to have to give the Joker even more love because just like we talked about the Brooklyn Nets playing so well with just James Harden and then sometimes James Harden with Kyrie, he carried the load and Brooklyn stayed near the top. Well, they've been near the top throughout the whole year. Now, obviously, Harden's not playing. He's injured. But, you know, the other players are stepping up and now they have Durant back. So I think that when a player, a key player is missing, LeBron was using that argument with Anthony Davis, you know, and the team is still doing well because of LeBron. is in. So I think that will could enhance the Joker's uh, prospects for MVP. The Joker's numbers are just so, so strong. I mean, you just look at it, and I know I, I said I was going to talk about MVP race, but let me just talk about it now for a minute because, you know, I have him in the number one spot now for, for an MVP chase. His scoring average, is, he's number 10 in the, in the league, averaging 26.2 points a game. His rebounding average is about 11 a game, number eight in the league. His assist average as a center is about nine rebounds a game, 8.8 to be exact number four in the NBA. I mean, so in almost every major category that a seven-footer can can compete in, he has been one of the top 10 players in the league. His shooting percentage is outstanding. He's shooting about 64% from the field. I mean, the guy's doing everything that he would need to do, and the team is winning. The 34 and 23, you know, that's a solid record. They'll be competing for uh, the first place spot if they were in the other division, in the Eastern division almost. Not really. They'll be about in the third or fourth spot. But still... They're, they've been consistent all year long. So people will still have to recognize that when they're thinking about the MVP for this year. And uh, so I'm not going to dismiss him just because of an injury at this point. Following three terms on the city council and three terms in Congress, 
former Congressman Gary Franks' consulting firm has helped scores of companies, large Fortune 500 firms, small businesses, and even startup companies secure millions of dollars in federal government contracts and international business opportunities. Congressman Franks, a Yale grad, author, Fortune 500 executive, and former visiting professor at Georgetown University, UVA, and Hampton University, will use his knowledge, experience, relationships, and strategic plan model to help you reach that next level of success. Schedule your participation in an upcoming webinar to learn just how Congressman Franks can help you. For more information, email gary at garyfranks.org now. Now, what do you say about those jazz? I can't believe this. They are 41 and 14. That is almost playing 75% basketball. They have won nearly 75% of their games. That is absolutely ridiculous. They're 41 and 14, and they have led the NBA throughout the entire season as far as having the best record in the NBA. But then, you know, I've talked about Gobert being a potential dark horse candidate for MVP. He will not get it. He will not get it. And I think it's because of his antics during the COVID situation. Nothing that should be held against him for, for his basketball talents. You got to give him a little love since the guy, you know, he is one of the top rebounders in the game and the team is winning and he's a stopper. And as far as clogging up that middle, he makes it very tough to, to get a layup. But, you know, obviously they have Donovan Mitchell. They have a good all-around team. They have Mike Conley. They're a well-coached team and they're winning the close games and they're, they're doing extremely well. But how do you ignore the Suns? the second best record in basketball. They are 39 and 15. The Suns have never been this good. And the only significant difference is a guy by the name of Chris Paul. So that's all I can say. I mean, that's so he has to be given some love for the MVP award. And I know he's not coming out of Los Angeles or coming out of one of the big cities and he's playing down there in Phoenix. But the bottom line of it is they've won 72% of their games better than any other team in the NBA except for the Jazz. Now, third is the Clippers. They've been very consistent. Yeah, they've been always in that third spot all season long. Kawhi Leonard's doing extremely well, obviously, with, in my estimation, a top five individual for the MVP award. And then, of course, the Joker, who I have ranking number one right now since James Harden is not playing at this point. They're 34 and 20 at this point. The Lakers have fallen all the way to the fifth spot so far, Gary. They're 34 and, and 21. Trailblazers, 31-23. Lillard is still, to me, one of the top five players for the MVP award. Didn't have a great week or so, the last week or so. Scoring average now, he's about fourth. At one time, he was the second leading scorer in the NBA. He's down to about fourth right now. He was leading the league in, in three-pointers. Now he's second because he's been supplanted by Steph Curry. And But, uh, you know, the team's doing well. They've been consistent all year long. The Mavs with Dasik is doing well. They're 29 and 24, and he's having a great year. Don't see him as being an MVP person this year. But should he be in the discussion of top five players? Uh, possibly. If you do have him in that spot, he's probably number five or would slip to number six with MVP award at this point, in my estimation. I don't know how the Grizzlies are winning, but Gary, they're in the eighth spot. The Spurs, same thing. I don't know how they're, I, I know how the Spurs are winning and they got a great coach. They're 26 and 26. And the Warriors, you know, they've been slipping and sliding, but they're 26 and 28. You know, that's not warrior type basketball, but you know, they lost one game by what, 64 points or something like 
a hell of a lot of points. And, you know, Steph is stepping it up a little bit more. So we'll, we'll see what happens with the Warriors. The Pelicans, as I said before, I don't know why they can't win. Uh, Zion's having a good, solid year. He's averaging almost 27 points a game. Number, I think he's number number eight scorer in the NBA at this point and getting about seven rebounds a game. The team will probably crawl into the playoffs if they make it. And uh, and then the Kings are 22 and 32. On the East, the 76ers, Embiid is back. He had a great return to, uh, to the NBA just recently. They're 37 and 17. The Nets are 37 and 17. They, they have KD back, but once again, they do not have James Harden playing at this point. Kyrie's playing well. They had a game against the Lakers in which Kyrie was kind of baited into uh, doing something that he, you know, was not a real smart thing to do you cannot sacrifice yourself it's for schroeder you know number one you're real good schroeder's really just average and to have both of you thrown out of the game who loses hmm, the nets lose because you're real good and schroeder is you can sacrifice him and so that happens from time to time you know that when i was in playing high school basketball but college basketball that, that, that was always a ploy you get some big guy to pick a fight with the star player of the other team why because both guys get thrown out who loses the other team, not the team that has the big guy who's provoking the fight. So you have to be smarter than that, I think, Kyrie, and not be baited into uh, getting thrown out of games. But, you know, this is regular season. Don't let this happen during the playoffs because it can hurt your team. We need to put some respect on Dennis Schroeder's name. Dennis Schroeder <laughs> is the third leading scorer for the Los Angeles Lakers right now, and he honestly should have won sixth man of the year last year in OKC. You know, he's consistently a 17 to 20 points a game scorer, so he's not a scrub. He can play. Oh, okay. I, so I, Gary, I accept that. that. And I, I, I'm glad you interjected that that comment. But I was just saying that it's not a fair exchange for Kyrie to go to the bench and Schroeder to go to the bench. Who lost? The Nets. So, but he is an accomplished player, and I didn't want to show any disrespect, even though I probably did already. But you, you correct me on that, and I do accept their correction. Now, the Bucks, number three, just about the entire year, the 33 and 20. The Hawks, you know, I just love the way they've been playing with their new coach. They're 30 and 25, and Trey Young is doing even better than he was doing at the beginning of the year. He's, he's number three in assists right now, almost getting 10 assists a game. So this young man is really just playing, is balling out there, and it's good to see. And Capella is doing extremely well, leading the NBA and, and rebounding. Yeah, I would have never thought that the Hawks would be the fourth top team in the Eastern Division if someone had said that to me at the beginning of the year. But, you know, that's what makes basketball great because you can see a team that could come out of the blue and actually compete for an NBA championship can actually go deep into the playoffs. That is what we want to see. We do not want to see the creation of all-star teams. We don't want to see that. So if someone is thinking, oh, but it's time to call uh, Trey Young now. Let's see if we can get it. No. Don't do that. Hang up the phone. NBA commissioner, wake up, wake up, wake up. Don't allow those things to happen. We don't want players to get good just for the sake of the other team taking them. Now, I remember back in the day, when I say back in the day, I'm talking about in the 60s and 70s. The Yankees did this with the Kansas City Athletics. Guy got good, they just bought him. Roger Maris played for the Kansas City Athletics at the time, Gary. They were. No, they were. I'm going way back. They were the Kansas City Athletics. But at first, when they were a team that was a scrub team, they had they were really bad. But they always produced one or two really good players, and then the Yankees would go get them. And you know what happened? It, it really irritated a lot of people who became anti-Yankees because the Yankees just bought people. But it, it came to an end, number one, a crashing end for the Yankees. And number two, the game has not allowed that to happen. In fact, right now, 
if you're a real good player for the for for the Red Sox or a real good player for the, the Mets, you're probably not gonna end up on the Yankees or vice versa. Now there's some there have been exceptions. The Candyman, Granderson, Ray Boggs, there have been exceptions. But some of the teams don't even trade with each other because of that fact. The Yankees very, very rarely trade with the Dodgers, for example. Because that's the way it should be. I, in my estimation, I'm not saying they should have a ban against you know training against any team, but it's that pride of the teams and the cities that turned the sport into a rivalry. And that's what you really want, not a rivalry between two players. You want to see a rivalry between teams and cities. And that's what it's about, the cities, the teams, the people, the fans. And I know I digress. Okay, now we got in that sixth spot, the Heat. And once again, you had said this before, Gary. You said we wait till Butler comes back. Well, he's back. They're winning. Uh, you're right. <laughs> he's leading the league in steals. They have a solid team, don't get me wrong. They were in the playoffs. They were in the finals last year. So they weren't a bad team to begin with. They had the nucleus of a good team, just missing some key players. Well, they, they have Butler back. They're winning the 28 and 25. The Hornets, as I keep going back to that trade, you know, Hayward going from the Celtics to the Hornets and our friend, the point guard, Mr. Walker, going from the Hornets to the Celtics. We all thought that you know, the Celtics got the better end of all that transition. Now, granted, they left for various different reasons. But, you know, the Hornets are doing well. For Michael Jordan to have a team that will definitely be in the playoffs, if the playoffs were held today, is something that you know, he hasn't had too many opportunities over the last several years to be able to say. My Knicks, New York Knicks, got to give some love to Randall. I always do. Number 11 in rebounds, averaging over 20 points a game. The team is very competitive, and I hope we'll get stronger and stronger for the next year or two or three. They are solidly there. They're, they're in the eighth spot, 28 and 27. The Pacers are 25 and 28. They've been slipping pretty consistently uh, over the last few weeks. At one time, they were well into the uh, the playoff picture. Now they're in the ninth spot, and the Bulls are kind of challenging them. They're, they're 22 and 31. They're not too far away. But, you know, I would like to see the Wizards get up there, Gary, where they got Bill, the leading scorer in the NBA. They have Westbrook, who's putting up a triple-double and, and could be the leader in assists. It'd be great to have the leading scorer in the NBA and the leader of assists in the NBA be in the playoffs playing for the same team, that being the Washington Wizards. Yeah, I'm in Washington, so I want them to win. But the bottom line of it is, it would be great to see. They're not a great team. We all know that, but they weren't supposed to be. They're in that, another rebuilding mode. They made a big trade, trading one of their franchise players. To the Heat. And I know he doesn't want to be there. That being Wall, I mean, they're on from the worst teams in basketball this time. They're 14 and 41. Ouch, that hurts. 14 and 41. And so that worked out pretty well for the, for the Wizards. And once again, we talked about this earlier about Westbrook kind of cast off. And where was he going to go? He ended up landing on his feet, literally, and leading the team and also uh, many categories as far as the stats are concerned in the NBA. The Raptors, I hope, continue to fall, and the, the Wizards hopefully will climb over them and maybe over the Bulls and make it sneak into the playoffs. I like to see the Wizards, and I like to see the Pelicans in the West kind of sneak into the playoffs, and you know maybe they make a little noise. It'd be great for Zion to get into the playoffs, and I think it'd be great to see Beal and Westbrook playing the playoffs as the number one scorer, the number one assist person in the NBA for this season. Now, granted, at this point, Westbrook is not the leader in assists. He's a couple of fractions of a percentage points away. I'm sorry, just a fraction of a percentage point away from having that honor. Harden's at 10.9. Westbrook's 10.8. I think Westbrook's going to take him. Gary, that's basically uh, the way it looks as far as the standings would be concerned. You know, the Jazz, you anticipate them having a little downturn, a little little lapse. 
just hadn't happened. And the 76ers have been extremely consistent. And the Suns are surprising everybody. So first you mentioned the Wizards, and, uh, you know, I agree with you. I would love to see the Wizards in the playing tournament, as we know, the 7th to 10th seed. They will, quote-unquote, be able to play into the, you know, to the playoffs. Mark Cuban was already upset about it already, even though Mark Cuban voted for it. <laughs> so, you know, him and Luka Doncic are not happy mm-hmm. about the playing game because Dallas is the seventh seed and they would be in the playing game. But, you know, let's touch on Memphis winning. I think it's mainly because of John Morant and, and Jaron Jackson Jr. Okay. Jaron Jackson okay. Jr., for people who don't really know, is a stretch four who averages, you know, who can average 20 and 10. He's only about 21, 22 years old. He can really play. Mm. And John Morant, who I believe should have made the all-star team over Mike Conley. I know that's not a real pro, you know, Mike Conley statement because a lot of people love Mike Conley. But John Morant is actually playing better, or at least at one point for most of the season, he was playing better than Zion until mm. they moved Zion to the point guard position. Mm-hmm. John Morant should have been an all-star, but, you know, um, he's getting the Carmelo Anthony, LeBron James treatment. So that's how it's going to work. Mm-hmm. But no, the Memphis Grizzlies are a competitive team, and I would like to see them in the postseason as well. Mm-hmm. But you didn't talk about this either when it comes to the Sacramento Kings. And I, you know, I understand why <laughs> we don't want to talk about the Sacramento Kings. But you picked on the Rockets for losing like 18 straight games. Well, Sacramento has lost seven straight games. Ooh. So we can talk about that as Ooh, well. That hurts. Uh, you know, we can't attack one team without attacking the other. <laughs> and one last thing that I want to say is the fact that, you know, I agree with you about Michael Jordan and, and the Charlotte Hornets being in the playing game right now because the, the Miami Heat have the sixth seed. But unfortunately, without LaMelo Ball, I don't know how far Charlotte's going to go. Yeah, and honestly, I don't know if it helps Michael to make the playoffs and lose in the first round or be in the playing game and not make the playing tournament and get a higher draft pick. So, mm. You know, we'll see um, how that goes. That's a good point, Gary. That's a good point. Don't forget to subscribe.